Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. We get into the Word of God and talk about it, and we've been talking about false prophets, wolves that come to us, ravaging wolves that come to us in sheep's clothing, and how this sometimes can be affecting the church. Indeed, we're in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus warned us, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruits. We talk, we've been talking this week about what some of those ravenous wolves can look like. How do we know what they might be? And, um, and we've seen how ravenous wolves took over the seminaries of mainline churches and now these mainline churches have been in terrible decline because they're not preaching the gospel. They're not preaching truth. Some of them are, but many of them are not. They're not teaching the fundamentals of the faith. We have seen churches that do continue to grow, and churches that don't teach these things have been in sharp decline. And some of these major denominations that have been around for hundreds of years, they may be going extinct they might be passing away. Why? They're not really giving the hope of the gospel. Churches that teach the gospel about Jesus Christ, they, that's where people want to go. That's where people find answers and solutions, not just a bunch of talk that makes that's virtue signaling and things of this nature. And so today I want to talk about an area called wokeness. Because this is something that has invaded our schools, it's invaded our movies and entertainment, it's certainly invaded the corporate world, and we are naive if we don't think it is coming for the church. We'll see why here in just a minute. But look at what Paul says to the Corinthians. He says this, I'm afraid. That's right, there was something Paul was afraid of. I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Friends, we have a spiritual enemy. We talk about this often here on our daily word and prayers. We come here every day to get into the word of God and to grow and to be strengthened in the word, strengthened by God, strengthened by his truth. We talk about our spiritual enemy who is crafty, it says in Genesis, he was more crafty than any other creature. He, he was deceitful. In Romans, it says he deceives the whole world. And he deceived Eve by his craftiness. And Paul says, I'm afraid that could happen to the church. I'm afraid that could be happening to you. And you, and you might not realize it and being led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Jesus Christ. Now, what's one way that this happens? Later on in this, uh, the, by the way, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 is where we read from here. Reading on here a little bit later in the chapter, he says this. He's talking about who are these people who can lead us astray from our devotion to Christ. He talks about men who are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. They put on a mask. They, they are wolves in sheep's clothing. They're disguised. And it's no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. 
Therefore, it's not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Paul is warning us, just like Jesus warned us, there would be people who disguise themselves. Jesus said they would be like sheep in wolf's clothing. Paul's saying they'd be like angel of lights. They disguise themselves as apostles of Christ, even though they are really servants of Satan. Now, this is strong language. And dare I say, I have, I personally uh, find it difficult to use such strong language. But that's my problem. That's not the Bible's problem. It wasn't Jesus' problem. It wasn't Paul's problem. But sometimes it can be my problem. You know, we live in a culture that doesn't want to be judgmental, that wants to believe the best about others, that wants to see good in others, doesn't ever want to uh, say that, boy, this person who's maybe comes to my church that seems so nice and so wonderful, could they be a wolf in sheep's clothing? Could they be a, 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 a certain of Satan when actually they look like an angel of light, an apostle, a minister of God? It's what destroyed the mainline churches in the previous century. And if we evangelicals don't us be don't be naive how that can affect us as well. And so what is what I think this great threat, and there's there's more than one. We're in a spiritual battle. But this great threat that I think we need to be aware of, we call wokeism. And wokeism has to deal with how you see problems. It's a worldview question. How you see problems, what is the problem? Everybody knows there's problems in our world. I mean, everybody knows there's problems in our world. Everybody knows the world's broken. Everybody. And part of the human condition is to recognize these problems and say, how do we fix it? What's wrong and how do we fix it? And we've got to, to fix it. You've got to clearly identify the problem. Or you might find yourself fixing the wrong problem, setting, set, uh, committing a lot of energy and time, resources to fixing a false problem or what might only be a symptom of the real problem. And so I want to compare two worldviews here for this morning. The one that I call wokeism, I don't make that up, that's what the others are calling, it's calling going woke. Going woke means you basically you embrace a new worldview. You have now, it's the idea is I'm awake now, I'm woke, I understand what the problem in the world is now, and I see how to fix it. That's what it means to go woke. My eyes have been opened, I'm awake. And wokeism has a very clear understanding of the problem in the world, and it's very different than what we see as Christians. Wokeism is based on cultural Marxism. Now, Marx taught clearly, let's, let's look here at the first question, what is the problem? We Christians say that uh, the problem is we're sinners. We've gone astray from God. We're not living God's ways. Sin is a personal thing. It, 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 it's me as a human being. I have a sinful heart. I have false motives. I have greed. I have pride. I have lust. I have these problems that are personal to me, and it affects the world I live in. It affects my relationships because it, it springs from a sinful life. This is what Christians say the problem is. And it started way back in the Garden of Eden, and it's always been here. We're now in what's called the domain of darkness, says in Colossians chapter 1. 
We, have, we, we were meant to be in relationship with God, and we're not. And we've gone our own way, and we break the law of God. That is the problem. And as Christians, we would say every problem in the world ultimately goes back to that. But Marxism, and what is now called cultural Marxism, and what is associated, shall we say, with uh, wokeism, or a, a term in the church, progressive Christianity, it says that the problem is corrupt power structures. That's the problem. In fact, in wokeism and in Marxism, basically believes man's essentially good. The problem is not us. The problem is the power structure. The problem is the authority structures. The problem is the, and, and they name them, government, family, church, employment. These are the structures where you have the powerful and the weak, the oppressed and the oppressor. In Marx's term, the bourgeois were the oppressors, the ones who had the power, and the proletariat were the oppressed, the ones who did not have the power. That's the problem. Not, not sinfulness, not alienation from God. Marx didn't even believe in God. He was an atheist. And, the, and so the problems were all here on earth, and the problems were solved by us here on earth. And so in wokeism, Marxism, the problem is the corrupt power structure. So what's the solution? Well, in Christianity, our solution is to be reconciled to God and made new through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the answer. That proclaim the gospel. Win people to Christ. That, that families become better as people become Christians. People become better as people become Christians. Companies can become better. The society, everything can become better. It starts bottom up as people are saved and now get reconciled to God and begin to follow Jesus, living life in his kingdom lifestyle. But wokeism or Marxism says, no, no. And that's not the problem, and that's not the solution. The solution is to overthrow the corrupt power structures, to overthrow the authority structures. They need to be done away with. They need to be torn down. They need to be, they, they need to be and, and some would say just radically changed. Others would say they can't be changed. They're, they're corrupt at this very root. So there's a movement saying that our whole nation, starting in 1619, when our nation started, was based on the corruption of slavery. Wokeism picks winners and losers based primarily on, on how they fit in the power structures, based on race and sex. In wokeism, the, the, the victims who are virtuous— they're good people. It's just they're they're they've been a, uh, oppressed by the power system. Are who? They're basically people of racial minority, people of of uh, sexual minority, others LGBT people, and uh, and uh, they're people of other religions because Christianity is a power structure here in America. They're women because uh, well, who are the oppressors? So you look at both of them. The oppressors in the woke. Marxist, cultural Marxism, the oppressors are white, male, Christian, heterosexual men who are the victims of their power structure, people of color, uh, non-heterosexual, in other words, LGBTQ people, non-Christians, the other people of no religion or minority religions, and uh, women. And, and so this is what... 
is that this is what is believed by many people. This is the predominant worldview being taught in our universities. And be very careful. And some of us, we send our children to school or we uh, public school now, or we send them to university, and we wonder, why do they come home and reject our faith? Well, they've been taught that Christianity is the bad guy, the villain in the power structure. That Christianity is the oppressor. I tell you, they all know Christians own slaves. They don't know the Christians were the ones who set the slaves free. They all know that all these things, Christians oppress women, Christians oppress LGBT. Christians are seen as the bad people. And when this is the worldview, and it, it, it's not just like a class of thought, it's a pervasive idea of how the world is viewed. No wonder our kids are coming away not wanting to be part of the church. They're taught the church is evil. They're taught the church is oppressive. And how could this be entering into the church? How could people be embracing some of these ideas? Well, they're not going to want to go as far as to say it's it's uh, uh, that the church is evil and oppressive, but they are embracing the same worldview that says our 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 systems. We have systemic racism. We have systemic oppression. We have systemic. Oppression of women, systemic oppression of gays, etc. And when we buy into this, because we don't, there are no. I often ask students on campus, "What laws would you like to change if the system? What laws would you like to change that that all those things you're saying are illegal? If there is racism, if there's hatred, if there's bigotry, it's not a matter of of the laws anymore. It's a matter of the heart. This is why we get the the problem. It's the matter of, we're sinners. Is racism a problem? Certainly is with many people. What's the answer? Make a law? No. Win them to Christ. Change their heart. See them become reconciled to God. See them have love in their heart. But wokeism will always say the system must change. As Christians, we say the person must change. We're not against laws that, that outlaw criminal behavior. But again, wokeism wants to outlaw criminal thinking or criminal beliefs or what they would call criminal thinking or beliefs. And it's a very, very, very dangerous thing. Is it coming in our church churches? Sadly, it is. It is. And I believe it is ravaging the church, dividing the church, because it's, it's wrongly identifying the problem, and it's wrongly identifying the solution. Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, we think of your church. This is the church of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that we would not be led astray by Satan's craftiness from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ and an understanding that, that the needs in people's lives are they're separated from God. If there's hatred, if there's bigotry, if there's pride, if there's, if there's lust, if there's a hunger for power, Lord, this is the human condition. It's not the result of our structures. It's the result of our sin. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to have discernment, wisdom, and understanding. How I pray for the Christian leaders in our nation have wisdom, discernment, and understanding to, and to clearly declare this is the problem and this is the solution. Lord, if we've been wrong and need to humble ourselves, we will. But Lord, help us, to, help us not to buy into this Marxism. He was an atheist, hated you, Father, rejected you. And his ideas have, have been murderous and destructive and, 
and brutal persecution of the church. Help us, Father, not to be deceived by what sounds good. Help us not to listen to what looks like an, uh, a sheep, but it's really a wolf, or it looks like an angel of light, and it's really a servant of Satan. Help us to be discerning. Help us to help, Lord, help us to instruct our brothers and sisters so that they are discerning. We pray for these things. We pray for your church to have a simple and pure devotion to Jesus Christ and not be uh, polluted and defiled by false worldviews. We pray this. We give you this day to walk with you, to, to shine the light, to be light in a dark world, and to shine brightly. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, as you can tell, I get fired up about these things. Why, why is this? Some of you may be new. I've had a lot of new views recently. My name is Tom Short. I preach on college campuses, and I've been doing it since about 1980. And what I do is very interactive in nature. And so I, for 40 years now, have been encountering wokeism, the, 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 the advancing, the attack on Christian truth by a cultural revolution that basically has its roots in Marxism. I've seen it. I've been on the front lines with this for four decades now. And so when I see it invading our culture, I say, well, this is just the things I've been debating on campus for decades. And so trust me, this is a deceitful thing and it looks so good. It looks like justice. It looks like liberty. But justice, when you have to put the word social justice in front of it, be aware. That's looking at things not biblically. That's not looking at biblically. That's looking at it through the eyes of cultural Marxism. Thanks for being with me. If you're new, I hope you do join us. We come here every morning, 8.30 a.m. for about 15 minutes. The Word got a little long this morning. Got a little fired up, as you can tell. Come here for about 15 minutes of the Word and Prayer. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel. Join us regularly. If you're here every day, I know you're growing. I know you're, you're thinking well. You're growing. Your life is changing because that's what the Word of God does. So we get the Word sown, the seed of God's Word sown in our soul. It makes a difference. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.